Kia ora and welcome back to Kapas and Kōrero. You are listening to your host, Estiana Trolland, as I interview Amber Romanyak, who is an emotional eating, digestive and hormone expert with 10 years of experience, helping high-achieving women create a level of body confidence, intuition and optimal health through powerful mindset healing, self-care and overcoming self-sabotage with food. She does this through addressing the key negative thoughts, patterns and limiting beliefs that keep women stuck in the same behaviours for years and years and even decades that have not been able to break. Her podcast, The No Sugar Coding Podcast, has over a million downloads, over 400 episodes and is listened to in over 88 countries. Buckle up because this caught it all is the juice. Let's hear from her now. Beautiful. So welcome, Amber. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely stoked to be riffing with you on all things woman-related today. I'm excited to hear more about your line of work and to know what it was that drew you to this area of expertise. Well, thank you for having me. I'm beyond blessed to be here with you tonight on your tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been a journey. Um, It's so funny. I always say, you know, when I turned 18 and graduated high school, I went to college to become a broadcaster and wanted to do entertainment reporting. And I'm so grateful that the universe guided me to a different path. But you know, right? Like we get amnesia. We don't remember when we come down here and then it's like, oh, something that really feels aligned. So um, as far as what birthed my business was my own personal experience of really going through a very like dark night of the soul, really deep struggle with self-sabotage with food. So for me, that was binge eating, emotional eating, binging and purging and a full-blown food addiction and we can get into like kind of the differences between all those if you want to but it all accumulated from a young age and just a few key highlights that got me into this deep self-sabotage because there's always circumstances that occur for us that usually create these levels of whether we're using food or alcohol or whatever the you know sabotager of choices and so when I was five it was my first day taking the school bus and I get on the bus and I'm like mushroom cut little brown eyes just like so excited to make friends and I get on the bus and then my light got crushed because all the older boys just started yelling and making fun of me called me ugly and fat and then the whole bus started making fun of me and that truly had a significant impact I did not know how to just brush that off and I believe them I thought well if strangers think it it must be true and so from then on I had a obviously very big insecurity with my body Um, And then my mom, who was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis before I was born, one of the ways that she would compensate because certain symptoms would flare up and there's just certain things we couldn't do together. So food was always part of our, whether we were going shopping or going on a drive somewhere, whatever we were doing, food was always part of that. And it was always whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. And there was never any like, you know, a bit of this is okay, but like not just a free for all. So I just ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted and thought that was normal. And then of course you get into your preteens. I start trying diets. I start, you know, Hollywood, get access to Hollywood and like 
getting programmed that I don't look good enough and all the editing and photoshopping, right? And all the, yeah, the programming, the trillions of images of unhealthy edited photoshopped images that go into our subconscious mind really took a toll. And then, you know, you go, oh, well, if I looked like this, then I'd be good enough. Then I'd be worthy. Then I'd be rich and all those stories. And then what really kicked the binge eating into full overdrive was when I was 21, I went through a breakup was so hurt I couldn't eat and started losing weight really fast and kind of was like oh this is great um and then I went through like the period of exercising two hours a day you know six days a week and not eating enough and I lost weight really fast and I really was conditioned to think that once I lose the weight then I'll be happy but the honest truth is I lost the weight I got that quote-unquote goal body that I wanted and nothing changed now my cycle had disappeared I'm becoming more critical more arrogant standing in front of the mirror and picking my body apart for hours a day. Um, so nothing had shifted. And I only could attain that for a few months. And then the switch flipped. Um, and my first memorable binge was at a barbecue. I was only going to have salad, but then I had a piece of ice cream cake and that triggered the all or nothing mentality, that ego to be like, well, you've already messed up. You might as well just have a free for all and eat whatever you want. And so I ate another piece of cake. I actually took or like stole the chocolate bar that was on the counter for s'mores. You guys do s'mores, I'm sure, like roast the marshmallow and all that. Yeah, <laughs> I went into the bathroom, ate the whole bar of chocolate, left the party, got fast food on the way home, and ate until I was so full I was sick. And that was my first memorable binge. And then, of course, the next day, it's like, oh, my gosh, I've messed up so bad. I need to make up for it. I'm going to skip breakfast, go to the gym for two hours, barely eat to try and compensate. And that really birthed that very self-destructive all-or-nothing mentality and I gained 60 or 70 pounds in four months and then was just in this complete shame and embarrassment of now being the biggest I had ever been and falling deep into this dark hole of binge eating, purging, thinking, oh, if I purge, then maybe I won't gain any more weight, but it wasn't doing anything. And so that kept on for a couple of years until I really had my low point moment. And we can get into um, like the fear of the unknown and all of those fears that often will keep us stuck in suffering, right? The ego mind, the negative voice in the mind's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You're, it's food's your friend. Like, you know, maybe you can be that weight again, like all these stories. And then even though there was so much suffering, it's like this mindset was just like, but if you try to figure this out, like you don't even know what's going on. Like, what if it doesn't work? What if you fail? Like, it's scary. Who would you be if you weren't using food as a crutch? So that fear of the unknown and all those fears were keeping me stuck in this behavior. And there was so much suffering happening, but I was just in this denial state to admit it. And then what happens though is the suffering gets so big. At some point, usually we have a low point moment that will crush the fears and, and the suffering just becomes so infinite that it's like, I can't keep tolerating this anymore. And so for me, I'd finished a binge. At that point, I now had figured out that I had a binge eating issue and a food addiction and I finished the food. I always put it in the garbage so that I knew I would be turned off and I wouldn't go dig through the garbage. But this day, I finished the food, laid on the couch, cried a lot because I was in so much pain, really worried about, you know, am I even going to survive to 30 if I keep being this destructive with my body? But then an hour later, when the food had settled a bit, that voice comes in my mind and goes, well, if this is the last time you're going to do this, you should really eat more of the cookies. And so I went into my little apartment, pulled out my little blue garbage can, dug through, grabbed the cookies, ate them, and just sat on the floor 
in just like such a despair of like, who am I? Why is this happening? I just ate out of my garbage. I did not imagine that this would be my life. What the heck is going on? But I needed that moment to happen because it crushed the fears. The suffering became too unbearable. And I'm like, I got to figure this out. So then from mm-hmm. there, to just summarize, I went on a deep healing journey. First, it was a lot of physical healing, then a lot of emotional, and then the energetic and spiritual came up. And that, as I was going through that and talking to so many women who were struggling, whether it was binge and emotional eating, body image, weight blocks, hormone, gut, low self-worth, being an empath and not knowing how to manage their energy or intuition, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want to help women. I want to help women heal. This is why I went through this. Oh, no, I can see. Oh, it's, it was all worth it, right? And then that inspired the business and the business was birthed almost 10 and a half years ago so yeah it's a wow it's so beautiful to have insights to where you've been and you know those places that have brought to you to where you are in this moment to be sharing yeah all that you know to be true and I love that you highlighted the importance of not just the physical healing aspect not just the mental but also the spiritual and emotional for me that's the gold you know and and if we're willing to we're willing to heal on a physical level I think there's real importance of highlighting how much we also need to be healing on that spiritual level and I'd love to know from you in regards to you know that first experience that you shared with us is this beautiful young beautiful young girl on the bus what did you call it a little mushroom top I'm yeah thinking, the little mushroom like a bowl bowl cut. yeah <laughs> oh my gosh just yeah taking a moment to send some love to her I'm sure that you've worked in those spaces of your past self and been back there but are there are there particular tools that you have really come to become acquainted with and I, I speak to this as an, a, a deep connection, perhaps one to three tools that you can think of. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yes, with that little Amber, that five-year-old her, I've done so much inner child work to go in and actually connect with her through that experience and console and love and support her and let her process those emotions. And they've obviously neutralized and have for a long time, but that was very important to help her feel safe and clear that emotion out. So I love the inner child work I do it with most of my clients because there's something there, whether it was them a week ago or when they were five. The second tool that I really, really love is EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique, because holy moly, we have all these suppressed and stored emotions in the body, these stuck energies, all the programming in the subconscious mind. And I love that it not only regulates the nervous system and gets us out of fight or flight, but that we can tap and clear out what no longer serves and then have this void and tap in what we want. And then my third favorite, well, journaling. Through that time, journaling was like my saving grace. It was either like, am I going to go binge or am I going to go in my room, lock the door and like write what I'm feeling and then the trigger would start to calm down and then I it would help prevent me from doing that. A fourth like mention I have to share, which I use now and have for a long time to process stuck emotions from past, like then that are coming up still a bit now is sacred rage, screaming into the pillow, Mm. beating it up, letting it all out. Oh, it feels so good. So those are my favorites. Yeah. Oh, that gives me so excited. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this podcast will definitely be able to relate to the emotional eating aspect of what you're sharing here. And not only that, but the programming that is deeply woven through our society from the Hollywood space. So I really want to 
yeah, share re- reverence with you today and acknowledging that because it is so uh, it is so interwoven in our society and I hope that things are changing. I do. I pray and I hope that is the way that we are moving. But for now, coming back to Sacred Rage, can you share with those who are listening what that looks like and how you came to create a relationship with that part of yourself? Oh, yes. So what I started to realize was if I was feeling really intense levels of anger, fear, lack, anxiety, like out of control, anything like that, my other tools were not working and like clearing it out. And what I started to tune into energetically and emotionally was that through the moon phases, the eclipses, different astrological times, there is these suppressed emotions and stuck energies in my body that are now coming up and out for release because I'm not suppressing anymore. And so what I started to realize is there's got to be something else for me to try. And then um, I saw some women I was following on Instagram talking about this technique and a mentor at the time, she's like, you should try this. It would be really helpful. And I was like, it kind of seems weird to be honest at first. I was like, I don't know. But then I was like, okay, I'll give it a try because I'm open. So to me, what it looks like is really first becoming clear of like, just like where in the body I'm feeling it. And then I put on a timer for five minutes. I play Solveggio frequencies while I am like doing it. And then I literally just become so present to all of it. And then I like beat up my pillow and then I start just screaming deeply into the pillow and that release just comes. And I do that for like, say about five minutes. And then I feel this beautiful open space. My heart opens back up. I might do a little somatic shaking after to just regulate or a mini meditation, but that has helped me regulate my nervous system so much and help me let go of so much of this stuck energy and emotion in the body. Um, and it's shocking how fast you will shift after you do it. Like after the first time I was by midway through the day, I'm like, wow, I feel shift. But now it's like five or 10 minutes after I do it. I'm like, holy, I just feel so much more in my power present back, like in my heart, my body grounded. So that is powerful. And I suggest it to my clients who are open as well, because they notice a big shift. But I think what we're not taught or what we don't realize until we get deep into somatics and self-care and stuff is that there's different techniques that are going to actually help us move the stuck energy and emotion out of the body. And then there's other techniques that are more for raising your frequency or like getting grounded or becoming more present, right? So the sacred rage is to me the best for moving the stuff out of the body that is ready to go. Wow. I too love Sacred Rage and very similar to you setting that timer for me is is hugely important. I love hearing more about the emotion or the energy in motion and how you really address where it's living in the body and where it's been Mm. residing because Mm -hmm. that's where we create that dis-ease or dysfunction, right? And, you know, I know that you're here to reduce those signs and symptoms. And so to hear that on your journey, it's something that you have utilized. It's really beautiful to know. And the fact that you're using it with clients on on a regular basis and the importance of remaining open. That's it, right? Like when we are open, we can experience it all, not just the emotion that's uplifting and happy and exciting. It's like, we want all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing though, is when you are in a binge emotional eating behavior, you're you're often afraid to feel. You think half the world's going to break off if you feel 
you you are afraid to face it and we've created all these stories we've been told to just like brush it off and like distract yourself right and so in the beginning when you're starting to heal your relationship with food or feel safe feeling like you baby step into it and you start with the practices that you know you're open to and then as you do it and you start to feel better yeah that's when you often open up to these deeper practices these practices that may feel a bit more intense or uncomfortable if you were to you know try them right off the bat but the beauty of having these practices is not only does it give you confidence and faith that you can heal and have things to use when this comes up but it also helps you build more awareness with your physical body your emotional and your energetic body which is so powerful because you can have a symptom and be like oh yeah I can feel the headache I can feel stomach ache but when we get into the where the emotions suck in the body you've got to tap in a little deeper where's the tightness where's the twinge and then when you get into the energy it's like my field doesn't feel open right now like it's it gets more subtle as you get more invisible and so these tools will also help you with the attunement and the awareness which is everything like when you have awareness it is a superpower and I never used to be aware of anything like I'd eat the stuff use all the toxins watch all the movies and I'm just like whatever I'm here living my life and then as I started healing and cleaning up you know body care and food and mind and spirit and all of it now I'm to the point where, and I want to share this because I want you to know how attuned you all can get, which is a gift, is to the point where I can tell if my adrenal glands are off. I can tell like if there's something stuck in my lymph. I can tell like where emotions are stuck. If a past life is coming up for clearing, like this is the stuff that starts to really become your superpower. And that's relieving because it's the worst thing ever to get a symptom and to be panicking like, what is this? Why is this happening? Uh, you know what I mean? And it just instills like fear or worry, like, you know, our bodies have so much to teach us. And that's another was another benefit of being prompted to go on this journey is to build a deep level of awareness. Yeah, awareness truly is everything, right? I can totally resonate with at one point in my life, not taking or not even having awareness for what I'm consuming in any given way, whether it's through my mouth or eyes or ears. Yeah. Um, I just want to highlight something that you mentioned there around body confidence and that connection to intuition and how often I feel in the spaces that I work in that confidence is a huge focus, whereas intuition seems like this mm, left field thing. Do you have any yeah. advice for people that are working or starting to increase their body confidence, but not quite sure or still perhaps have some scarcity or fear around the term intuition? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it's like, why are you resistant or hesitant or feeling blocked to tap into strengthening your intuition and really like embracing that part of you? Because I think there's a paradigm in society that's woo that's weird. That's blah, blah, blah. Like you're weird if you do that. And it's like, no, it's our divine right. Our soul, our intuition was birthed out of love. Like it's the, it's such a gift that we have. And I think, well, we've been programmed. So we've been programmed that you focus on confidence. It's in all the movies. It's in all the TV shows on purpose. It's like, how deep do you want to go down the rabbit hole girl? Like I could go so tinfoil on you right now, right? Tinfoil hat. But it's like, we've been programmed to focus on confidence the external tying our worth to all these external things. And that what that does is it keeps us distracted from actually going inward and tapping into intuition and higher self and actually like building that deep relationship with that part of us. Because truly yeah. when you tap in and you're open and willing to build the relationship with your intuition, 
the confidence will come naturally. The trust and faith will come naturally because your intuition was forged out of love. It's not going to deceive you like the mind will. And if you can trust your intuition, you'll never be led astray or led down the wrong path. So I think part of it is we haven't been educated or taught or conditioned to focus on intuition first and that that's what's going to actually help you build the ultimate confidence. It's like, no, I need to be confident because whatever the story is, right? It's a, it's a very different energy. You explained that so beautifully and the distraction element of that tinfoil hat I'm here for that (laughs) but it's so true right we are so conditioned to be distracted by that external space and so coming coming home to the intuition for those who are yet to do so are the key points that you like to acknowledge when working with clients who are developing that relationship yeah I think that it's starting to maybe acknowledge it as the gut feeling. What does your gut feeling say about this? Maybe you just want to start practicing with like, does it feel better to wear a red shirt today or a blue shirt today? Does it feel better to like take this road or this road today? Does it feel good to like do this thing today or this thing and start like asking what feels better, right? And that's where when I start coaching with someone, I'll feel into kind of, you know, their path because some people, when you ask what feels best for you, they're like, I don't know, you tell me, like that's why I'm paying you, right? And then there's the others that are a bit more tapped in that I'm like, what feels best this way or this way or this or this. And and they'll be able to like give more of those responses and also like kind of guide themselves while I'm guiding them. And so it's like, where are you on that spectrum? Are you, do you really trust your gut feeling and do you listen to it and do you let it lead you? Or are you really noticing you, you go, oh, I don't know which one feels better. And you get, then you get really in your head. So this is where I think start that practice And if you're really, really, really in your head, can you, you know, integrate some kind of, even if it's five minutes, like a meditation, a breath work, get your feet in the grass, something to help ground you, get your more out of your head back into your heart, because that's also going to make it easier for you to tap into that intuition, that gut feeling. And over time it does get stronger. However, if we're constantly overbooked, if we're people pleasing, perfection mindsets, all or nothing, overwhelmed, not getting enough sleep anxious all the time in self-sabotage feeling they need to prove to everyone else and all that whole story which I was totally there it's going to be really hard to tap into that gut feeling that intuition and build that stronger connection because the ego mind that negative voice in the mind is just so loud and so chatty and it doesn't want you to connect with your intuition and then we get distracted with the world on top of that and it can just muffle it so it's it's like building a muscle start asking what feels better and then can you Start even integrating some small self-care practices. Great if you have more time so that you can get more grounded and actually feel more into that part of you. You may, my last suggestion is you may start to feel into your body and your heart space or a part of the body where you can feel it opening and expanding and contracting. And it's like, when I think about this, does this make my heart open or contract? And if it expands, that's your intuition going, that feels good. Yes. So yes. Oh, that doesn't feel good. That's a no, right? So we can also use those kinds of things to practice. You can also get a pendulum and start asking that way if you need an extra support, right? It's kind of like when you learn how to skate and you're like got the little bench just to help you along (laughs) and before you have the confidence to do it without it, right? So yeah. Yeah, I love that you're highlighting asking the smaller decisions first and becoming a an acquaintance and building on that relationship rather than going bulls deep 
you know, straight into something that's quite serious or, um, you know, perhaps emotion is attached to, like starting with a shirt, that's a really awesome recommendation that everybody can do, whether they are, uh, yeah, feminine body-based or masculine body-based. It, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's more about that connection and developing the relationship. Now, I know that you have a beautiful podcast called the No Sugar Coating Podcast. And I would love to know, how did you get the name for this beautiful podcast? Goodness. Um, so in the beginning, I had a, a co-host. We had it together for just under a year. But, you know, where the name really came from was just like this no BS, honest truth, you know, about your body, your health and what you really need. And, and that's really where the name came from. Like, just no sugarcoating. We're going to be on honest, but come from this place of love. And it's really kept up to the name because since I've, you know, took it on myself and have grown it and brought it forward over the last eight years, it is the truth. It's the no sugarcoating truth. And I think that's the most empowering way to deliver, but it always comes from love, right? It, and it's great because it triggers people into wanting to take action and reach out for support or, like ask for help or, you know, grab resources or whatever, right? I think that one of the biggest things about being a human and having an ego mind is that we can come up with every reason, story, and excuse why it's not the right time, why this needs to be perfect first, why I don't really need anything, it's not a big deal, I'm, it's fine, I'll just accept my symptoms as normal, whatever it is, and it's like, no, don't let that voice talk you out of whatever. I had a girl email me last night. She's like, sorry for all the typos, but I needed to email you really fast before my ego talked me out of sending this email. And I'm like, good job. I'm so <laughs> glad you didn't let it shut you down. Right? So, yeah. Oh, that's the gold. <laughs> you know that you're attracting your people when they're connecting with you like that. Yeah, totally. It's so wonderful. When, yeah, when someone emails me your books and they're like, my ego, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, you've been listening. This is good. You already are aware, right? It's because even when we're deep in our stuff and your ego's so loud and you're like bloated and you're feeling inflamed and your vibe feels low and you're like, oh, I just ate too much chocolate again. Like even with all that going on, when you can start listening and building awareness and going, oh my gosh, this isn't just me. This isn't my fault. Like this is there, it's not about blaming others, but it's like, wow, this is so beyond like what I could have ever fathomed is actually creating all these issues. It's reassuring, even if you're in the midst of the struggle, because you're like, wow, like I didn't even know I had an ego. Wow, that's not the real me. Wow, like this is what it feels like to be in my power. This is what intuition feels like. This is right. Like it's hopeful and it's reassuring and it shines a light and it helps, it helps people like muster the courage and bravery to get support or to like just share what's going on for them or to want to take a step on the path and I think that that's really powerful right like we all have to start somewhere yeah that is the most potent when I hear someone experience their intuition for the first time I get stoked off it every, <laughs> see, every time like there's no I mean there's words to describe it but when you hear someone sharing that with you for the first time it's like their fucking mind is blown because it's yeah. this whole new world of experiencing life and I think 
the the name of your podcast really identifies where you sit in the world and what you stand for and I truly truly admire that about you and the things that you speak about on all contexts including tinfoil hat because somebody has to speak about it and if not you then who right yeah well and the crazy thing about it is as you heal you start to wake up and so it was like food industry then pharma and then a few years ago like everything else like to a very deep level and it's like holy crap emotional eating binge eating food addiction all of that is completely fabricated by all of these systems holy crap they literally fabricated this like they fabricated pretty much everything else and so one of the things I want to work on in 2024 is a documentary that is going to go deep into all these different systems that have created this self-sabotage to help uh, like men and women understand like this is so beyond what you can fathom and it's not your fault let's look at what's created this behavior for you um so that you can stop being so hard on yourself because I think that's one of the biggest blocks is we get so hard on ourselves I'm crazy there's something wrong with me I don't have willpower I'm not perfect enough and so therefore I'm never going to be good enough and it's like no this is so outside of you and it's Mm. on a physical level outside of you and emotional energetic spiritual cycle like all levels and it was created on purpose to keep you distracted and unable to deeply connect with your intuition and your spiritual gifts because if you are disconnected you're out of your power you're in a more of a state of insecurity and desperation you're easier to control manipulate and that's what it comes down to in my opinion from what i've gathered Mm. Mm. right Yep, I agree with that statement. Absolutely. Disillusioned, distracted. Those two words alone sum it up. And so those who are listening, stay aware and, and continue practicing, right? Are there anything, any things that you'd love, and I say things because I'm open to more than one, that you would love to leave listeners with today? Yeah. Perhaps so I think... a... Go ahead. I was going to say perhaps a hot tip or a fun fact. Oh my goodness. I'll give you one of each. So the first thing is try not to be hard on yourself. If you are struggling with self-sabotage, with food, body stuff, fighting with the weight, like your body's not out to get you. She's this divine vessel that you're living this life in. And she's got, she wants to teach you. She wants to help you step back into your power and remember how powerful you are. We're all so powerful. And we got amnesia when we came down here and forgot right? And then we've been conditioned that we're not. And it's like, no, you are like, so see your healing journey or whatever journey you're on, whatever you're going through is an opportunity to re-plug into this power, this light, this love, this intuition, this just incredible soul that you are. Um, And if you are struggling with emotional eating, the first step is get out a journal, start writing down your triggers, because being aware of your triggers is what's going to help you start catching them and working through them. So even if you get triggered afterward, Take a few minutes. What happened? Why? What was I feeling? What was going on that I think triggered this? Awareness is the first step. Um, A fun fact. Well, I live very close to a portal that is just west of us near the Rocky Mountains, like close to Banff, like Louise, Canmore, Alberta. It's beautiful. And I love, you know, tuning into the energy of the sky because there is some beautiful energies and I like to talk to the all the ships out there because I see them all the time so I love 
I love sightseeing, sight sky seeing and like connecting with the energy because there's so many beautiful energies here right now assisting us. So that's my fun fact is I like to do that. Sit outside. Mm. And yeah. Oh my gosh. It has been such a delight to have more insight to you as a person, as a coach and the things that you do to continue your evolution on your own journey, because it doesn't just stop, right? When we become coaches, no. when we start working in that space of wellness or recovery or whatever you want to label that it doesn't stop it does not stop because no. then all your money wounds come up and then you have to deal with all your lack mentalities and money stuff <laughs> and like having deeper trust and faith in yourself in the universe and that's a whole other level of stuff to deal with <laughs> agree it doesn't stop <laughs> <laughs> a continuation now have you got any offers or anything coming up that you'd love to share yeah. So depending on what you feel called into, if your first step is you just want to see if you're struggling with emotional eating, I have a free quiz you can take on the website at amberapproved.ca. If you're feeling more desire to connect and talk about going on a journey together, you can book a 30 minute body freedom consultation or explore the online store. There's all kinds of things there, just intro things to get your toe wet and come and listen to the podcast, the No Sure Coding podcast, because it'll just help you build awareness, maybe have a, some massive aha moments. So those are the best things I can offer right now to help you on your journey. Yeah, beautiful. And all links for everything you've just shared there will definitely be listed below. And I can highly recommend the aha moments through the No Sugar Coding podcast. I think it is a must listen for everybody that needs and wants to upgrade from their emotional eating patterns because I must say, my aha has been deeply, deeply rooted over the last couple of weeks since I've been listening. So thank you so much, Amber, for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And there we have it, team. All the wise wisdom from Amber Romaniak. If this got you feeling into some habits or some routines, possibly even some negative thought loops that you have been sitting in, then know that we are both here to support you in breathing deeply into that. If you want to connect with Amber even deeper, below you will find several links and ways to connect with her. One of them being through her epic podcast and also a quiz to tap into your own body. If you love this episode, we would love to hear from you. 